Welcome to the What's Important Now podcast presented by the Arvada Chamber of Commerce. Each episode, we'll talk to business and community leaders about the critical issues you need to know to help your business thrive. And now, here's your host, Cami Welch. Welcome, everyone. We're so excited to have you joining us for the What's Important Now podcast today. I am so excited about our guests who have joined us today to talk all about culture and retention and managing employees. It's a big topic right now, and we're thrilled to dive in with Matt Malone, President and CEO, and Rachel Jockla, Human Resources Manager from Barbara Nichols. Welcome both. Thanks for being on. Thank you. So we're going to start by just getting a little bit of context. Matt, will you tell us a little bit about Barbara Nichols, who you guys are, company size, give us the fast facts. Yeah, so Barbara Nichols is a small business. Uh, it was founded in 1966 by two engineers. Um, over the time, it's really migrated from an engineering consulting business into what is today a full life cycle engineering business. Uh, rough size today is about 170 employees, uh, about $60 million in revenue. Uh, in 2021, Barbara Nichols was acquired by Graham Corporation, making it uh, privately held. Uh, but really no changes since that acquisition. It was more to give stability and future growth, but it's been a unique opportunity for us to really be their strategic pipeline. Um, a little bit more on Barbara Nichols. So we, we serve a lot of different industries, but specifically we're accelerating the delivery of innovative turbo machines. So these are really, really intricate rotating machines. Um, we have a very high focus on collaborative customer relationships. And also, like mentioned, the full product life cycle. So everything from engineering uh, through full manufacturing, assembly, and test. And those assets go to explore the universe through space, uh, enable sustainable energy through renewables and solar and nuclear, and then protecting freedom mostly through submarines and torpedo platforms. So quite a bit of a collection there in the portfolio. Yeah, that's a pretty diverse mix of opportunities you guys work within. It's amazing. And having toured your facility, I was incredibly impressed by all that you're doing. So thank you. We appreciate you being in Arvada and being a great part of our business community. So I'm, again, so excited to learn about your guys' tactics, because I think you've learned some things over the years that other businesses might be able to apply in their best practices. So let's start talking about retention. So we know that this is one of the biggest challenges that our employers are facing. So how have you developed strategies to improve your employee morale and engagement? What drove your decision to focus those efforts and what resources do you kind of have to share in those areas? Yeah, so this is Matt again. Um, Our employees have always been number one priority at Barbara Nichols. Uh, Even despite the pandemic, we've always had our people first. And so I think that's just the key model is nothing's changed in respect to what we consider our number one priority. Um, Yearly, Rachel brought in a practice where we perform a Gallup employee engagement survey, and this is really to gain feedback and get as close as we can to the grassroots people in our business. Um, And then we use that objectively to determine our next year's key initiatives in a lot of our investment areas. Uh, Several key business-level changes that have resulted from this This year, we actually amended our core values, which is a pretty big deal after being around for, you know, 50 plus years to connecting passion with purpose. And that's really getting people aligned with what they're passionate so that when they're driving to work, they're, you know, gee whiz excited to get there. The second is fostering each other's strengths. And the third is one team all in. 
and that really hits to the cross-functional nature of our business. Uh, we also created an enterprise initiative around employee career lifecycle, which will happen this next year, where we situation, situationally evaluate every employee's roles and responsibilities, training needs, and career paths. So there's just a lot of cool conversation. Uh, we did make a few real-time adjustments uh, to a pandemic protocol, which we put in place to deal with the ever-changing requirements. Um, we made real-time compensation adjustments due to lack of or due to cost of living uh, increases and in competitive skill labor assessments in the area. And so, really, a lot of just streamlining and more real-time decisions. And one of the things that Rachel will talk about is that was fostered by her reporting directly to me as the leader of the business so that we could get as close as we could to every person in the business. I love that. Rachel, what would you add to that? Yeah, so I guess from a human resources side, I would say, you know, it's no secret that these last few years have been really hard on everybody with worries about health and childcare and everything going on. So even a few months after this pandemic started, Matt and I were just kind of brainstorming of what can we do to help keep our culture here at Barber Nichols with all of this going on outside. And what we really came back to is just connection. So connection with each other, connection with people, connection with the business. So we really ramped up our communication efforts. So making sure that we are sending out company-wide emails every other week, and just letting people know what's happening in the business, what updates are going on. And then also just ramping up our all hands meetings. So we would have those outside in our green space, you know, to be COVID safe and everything, but just ramping those up to make sure that, you know, we can all be connected and all know what's going on. So those two things, and then ramping up to our communication tools. So we installed this new software called Ring, for example, that helped us record meetings that we could watch later on or just be better connected and better communicate. So that was kind of our theme that we kept coming back to. I love that. And this is such an important conversation because I think sometimes when people think about employee engagement and culture, they assume that means a ping pong table. And you're not talking about any of that. You're talking about communication and building that connection. And I think that's really incredible. So kudos to you for all you've done. So let's talk a little bit more about company culture, because I do know you guys do a lot in the space of helping to build that connection for your employees. I'd love for you to give some examples to our listeners, how you've gone about building the internal connection for your employees. Yeah, and, and this is Matt, I'll take the first stab at it. Um, we, we did a lot of unique things this last year, but a, a few examples. So we, we implemented a 14-week accountability program, which was specifically deployed for uh, you know, the grassroots folks in our organization that really make things happen. And so we brought in uh, an outside leader uh, from PeopleSide, Rebecca Sanchez, um, who worked directly with our leadership team. But then over a 14-week period, we, we identified 15 key projects in the business with individual owners. Um, and these are individual contributors where, the, where their day job may not necessarily be overlapped or has, you know, minimal contribution at the strategic level. And after the 14 weeks, we saw an immense thing happen. The, these people actually delivered a solution that was business changing. And I can say they ended up coming to the leadership offsite. So we have a leadership offsite once a month to get connection. And they got to present out. And the reality was 
they accomplished things that I, I think even themselves would have considered a stretch goal. So one is just giving them the tools and the outside support and the, the mentorship to get there. The second one I'd mention is the wellness and volunteer committee, which we're going to combine into the culture committee this next year. Uh, Rachel's been pretty paramount in getting that off the ground and running. But for example, with the wellness committee, uh, they installed a gym uh, through working with Cigna at almost zero cost to Barbara Nichols, and that's now on site. Uh, the volunteer committee uh, touched almost every, <laughs> you know, a lot of local charities um, from Warren Tech uh, to Adopt a Street out the, the back door to STEM schools, Arvada High School. And I think the key to that is not just doing it all. It's the fact that it was employee-driven, employee-led, and employee-picked out. It was not top-down, completely bottom-up. And then the last one is you've got to create a feedback cycle. And so for us, Rachel's created a, an extremely objective new hire and anniversary survey, um, which her and myself literally read every single comment, and we're always looking to get better. So just a few small examples, but uh, that they tend to go a long way. Awesome. Those are great examples and certainly an awesome structure for you guys as a company. Rachel, what else would you add to that? Yeah, so I would add LinkedIn just came out with their 2021 workplace learning report. And in that report, it said that 94% of employees would stay with a company that invested with them. So that really goes back to what Matt's point is here of, you know, we're really investing in our employees. So we're getting their opinions through the engagement survey. We're following up on those opinions with our different um, initiatives each year and everything, too. But then also we're doing other things like we're going to start an apprenticeship program. We also just created a Barbara Nichols leadership development program. So just different ways that we can start to help develop people internally and give them really a career path. And I guess I would say, too, we do have a ping pong table. So that is a benefit. <laughs> but we do have lots of other benefits. And we've just been very sure that we can give continue to give those benefits to employees because that's important. So, you know, that's low-cost health care for people. That's continuing to make sure that we can give salary adjustments based on cost of living. And, you know, that's making sure that we can give people annual bonuses to kind of help them out throughout COVID times and beyond that, too. So there's that benefit piece of it. And then also, too, I think a large part of our, our culture is just our traditions that we continue to carry on. So we have these turkeys that we give out to everybody at Thanksgiving. We do No Shave November, and we donate proceeds to charity from that. We do a lot of different things, and, you know, just continuing to keep that on, I think, is very important. That's amazing. We'll call the ping pong table the icing on the cake. It's that extra thing on top of all of the incredible things you guys do as a company. So I want to understand how you measure success. Have you seen shifts in employee retention? How do you use this when hiring? Help me understand some of the outcomes connected to this work you've done as a company. Yeah, you, you know, the reality is, is it's getting more real time. I'd say that's the one difference. And so uh, what five years ago would have been just an annual employee engagement survey, which we've still carried forward. And that is our number one metric. The, the reality is, is the touch points have become daily. And so having that same conversation about passion connected with purpose is a quarterly. 
I actually, as the president of the business, go through every quarter and evaluate every single employee versus our three values. And what I'll say is in the last year, uh, every person but one that left the business uh, was not aligned in some way with our values. And so that's a tough realization, but I, I feel like we're starting to really understand the people and getting an open communication of feedback. The other thing that I'd say there is, while our attrition has increased very slightly this year, or actually it has increased, um, it has definitely not been consistent with comparable businesses. And so whereas some are you know, up to almost 30%, ours is considerably lower. And then the last thing, we only have a HR team of two. It's Rachel and Monica. And we have successfully hired over 50 people this year in a business of 170. So you can see that the growth is pretty prominent. But it comes through every manager, every leader, and then having a cultural backbone where we're actively recruiting as an organization as opposed to just outside recruiters that don't really know our business. So it's an internal, it's an internal empowerment model to hiring as opposed to an external bring them to the table model. That's perfect. Rachel, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I just read a statistic that in the last two years, they're saying that one in four people have switched jobs, which is just insane. So I guess you can look at that and compare our retention with that metric and say that we're doing pretty good. We haven't lost one in four people, so that's a plus. But then also, too, I look at the people that leave and then want to come back because that, to me, is what's pretty inspiring and really shows you know, that we have a different culture than other places that are out there. I think people, you know, want to see if the grass is greener, which is completely fine, but they go out and kind of see other companies and other cultures, and then they decide that Barbara Nichols is really their home and they come back. So I really, I love to see that. And I think that's a good metric that we can keep looking at too. And also, you know, Matt talked about hiring this many people. We're getting some really top talent and some really good people. So it's not like we're necessarily just throwing it out there and whoever comes, we hire kind of thing. We're being pretty picky about that and we're getting good people. So I think that too really speaks to the culture and just the kind of people that we can attract. Certainly a lot for you to be proud of. It's big accomplishments across the board as it goes with hiring and retention. You guys are doing incredible. So this is what I call the mic drop moment in the podcast. So I'm going to ask you each to give me one piece of advice that you would give to another business leader who might be looking to improve their employee engagement, and their company culture. Matt, why don't you go first? Mine would be start simple. You've got to consolidate all these wild ideas into your top three and put all your cross-functional energy into those. The reality is you can't, you've got to get a few over the finish line. It will be the most impactful. So consolidate, pick three, put all cross-functional leaders on it and make it happen. Wise words. Rachel, how about you? For me, it's to listen to the employees. I think a lot of businesses try to implement new things that they might believe would be beneficial to people, but don't actually get down to the people level and ask them, you know, what would improve your time here at this company? What are you looking for? And then focusing on those initiatives. So I think just overall, ask your employees what they want and then go forward with those. That's awesome. 
Well, you both are incredible, and we talked about many, many of the reasons today that Barbara Nichols is winning the 2021 Business of the Year Award from the Arvada Chamber, which we're so excited to honor you both with. You're doing incredible things, and we are beyond grateful that you joined us today for this podcast. Thank you so much. And to all of our listeners, thank you, and we'll see you next time.